Hi there, welcome to episode 63. This is Paranormal Blip. And uh, you join me, I'm recording on a balcony in Lutro. It's um, 11.16 at night. Lutro is a little um, kind of tourist resort in Crete, the, you know, Greek island, Crete. And it's absolutely stunning. I'm going to put a photo on my uh, Twitter account for you to see the view from the balcony where I'm recording. Um, so, okay, massive day. This is a uh, bit of an unusual one because I want to just respond, um, but I don't have any clips or anything like that, which I'd usually obviously provide because I don't have my laptop on me on because I'm on holiday, aren't I? Yeah. But, um, so, we were um, given lots and lots of fascinating information um, from a kind of UAP, you know, kind of follower. Um, not much of it was new, although there was a fascinating story that Representative Matt Gates told about this huge hundred foot red square that came out of uh, the ocean that um, people saw, which was quite interesting. And, um, you know, we got lots of uh, very interesting details especially from Grush and so Grush said that there were non-human um, biologics as he put it um, which was you know a bit of a kind of uh, mic drop moment and Grush also talked about crashed um, you know kind of like absolutely certain that they have uh, UAPs the US government have UAPs um, repeatedly said that there was a misinformation campaign repeatedly said that there was a uh, you know a cover up essentially and that information what i mean by cover up is that you know there is not a genuine uh, congressional oversight to these um, kind of hidden uap programs okay and one of the um, representatives said, is it that, um, you know, kind of defence corporations or um, aerospace corporations will charge the government like over the top, they will overcharge the government for work they do, and then when the government pays, they siphon off the money that they, you know, the kind of extra money to this uh, kind of, you know, secret project, is that essentially how it's funded? And Grush essentially confirmed that that's, you know, that that's kind of looks like that. Yeah. So Grush was, was very interesting because he's an incredibly impressive person. All three of them were absolutely extraordinary. They were under oath. And so, you know, of course, there's a kind of penalty to pay if you um, lie under oath. So that gives a, a kind of credence to what they're saying. Okay, and also lots and lots with Grush especially, lots and lots of the interesting things. He said, "Well, I can tell you as long as you've got the clearances, I can tell you in closed sessions." Yeah, and so for instance, one at one point, um, somebody said, uh, "Have you seen any craft?" And he said, "Well, I can't tell you that in an open session. I can only tell you that in a closed session." And then later on, someone said, "Have you seen any bodies?" And he said, no. 
which highly suggests to me, Columbo here, that he may have seen a craft. What do you think? <laughs> so, oh, mate, I want to play poker with Grush. Um, I, anyway, so that was really interesting, you know, that he's uh, kind of going right up to the line. He mentioned um, News Nation. For folks that are, you know, kind of supporters of George Knapp and um, News Nation and Jeremy Corbell and, you know, all, all, all the rest of it, on that gang, it was extraordinary, you know, to kind of hear, you know, these people being um, referenced, you know. Um, and I was concerned last night that uh, Birdship would kind of make it about himself. And there was a little bit of that, and it was a bit kind of, you know, congratulatory. But having said that, I mean, it looks as if, you know, from all accounts, it looks as if he is the one that has pushed this more than anyone else. Tim Burchett, who likes to say, Dad Gummit. Dad Gummit. And that's a, a spoonerism, isn't it? For God damn it. So because he's a Baptist, he probably doesn't want to, well, clearly, he doesn't want to blaspheme as he would see it. So instead of saying, God damn it, he says, Dad Gummit, which is very, you know, incredibly charming. And, you know, really, I mean, I, I, politically, I'm quite uh, in opposition to, you know, most of uh, his stances on most issues. But of course, this is a bipartisan, um, you know, movement here in the Senate and in, in, you know, the Congress overall, in the House as well. And so, uh, you know, you could see that with AOC and Matt Gates. you know, both of them asking really fascinating questions. And everyone that asked questions, a couple, there were a couple of people that I think was the one in particular, I can't remember her name, but one in particular kind of cut off um, Grush, cut off Grush's answer, which was a really interesting answer to have a go about how the Biden administration dropped the ball on the bloody Chinese spy balloons or whatever, you know, the, that UAP thing. And I do think that there's a, in February, I do think that there is an ongoing question about those three other, you know, UAPs that were shot down. We do need more information about what they were. But to cut him off, to make a kind of essentially like a point, a political point, seemed to be against the grain of the, you know, of the hearings overall. Overall, I was massively impressed by these hearings. And it was, you know, just about um, as good as I expected it to be. I thought it would be good. I mean, it was actually kind of quite massively hyped by, you know, a lot of people who kind of knew what was coming, knew who was going to. Uh, be there. One of the best parts of this was um, Andy Ogles, or maybe it's Ogles, or maybe it's Ogles, but I'm going to go with Ogles. <laughs> Andy, Andy Ogles, who is the representative, and again, he's a Republican, but he, oh my God, this guy was on fire. Check out the Ogs, Ogle the Ogs. He was absolutely on fire and was absolutely brilliant. Probably my favourite part, apart from like specific things that Grush said, which was really good to kind of have them in there, you know. And the media response has been 
essentially overwhelming. Okay, I'll speak to that in a second. I'll speak to that in a second. But um, anyway, back to the ogle. Ogles. Um, so Andy Ogles said uh, a series of very quick, sharp man. He's a sharp man. Sharp um, questions to all three witnesses. And by the way, one thing that I really enjoyed was that for some reason I thought that these dudes would be, and I think maybe this is the consensus view. I don't know, I haven't done a poll about it. But, oh, by the way, another tangent is that I do have a poll at the moment on UFO Twitter saying, do, did it meet your expectations, did it exceed your expectations, or was it worse than you had expected? So if you like polls on Twitter, then answer that one, please. It's up for the next couple of days. Um, anyway, back to my my other thing. The other tangent that I was in was... Um, I can't remember. What was I talking about? Uh, who knows? Anyway, back to the whole point. The whole point is, Ogles did these brilliant, very sharp, quick questions about all about kind of the US um, security vulnerability, yeah? whether the U.S. security, the kind of you know, national security of the United States, is vulnerable to UAPs. His questions were, th- some, were things like, you know, do you think that they are, uh, have an interest in uh, our nuclear facilities? All of them said, oh, yeah, that was the other thing. That was the other tangent. Sorry, I'm going to park that one. Park it. I don't talk like this. Who talks like this? Not me. This isn't me talking. <laughs> Park it. Uh, this is Crete has taught, taught me these lessons in language. The Greeks. God, I bloody love Greeks. Anyway, um, right, so the thing is that I expected, and I think that most of us did, yeah, that it would be one after another, yeah? Because it came out, do you remember? It came out, the witnesses are, like last week when we found out who the witnesses are, the witnesses are one, um, who was it? I don't know, Graves, say? Two, Favour, I think that was the order. One, Graves, two, Favour, three, Grush. And the order sitting at the table, they were all together, yeah? Because I thought, and I think most of us thought, was that they would all be separate, like individual... You know, firstly Graves, then Favour, then Grush, yeah? One, two, three. Because it said one, two, three for crying out loud. But even they couldn't even get the bloody order right because it said one, two, three. In the two that was published, that was um, Favour. But who was two in real life sitting in the middle? Was Grush. <laughs> so, and they were all there at the same time, yeah? God, this place is absolutely stunning. I'm going to just, I'm on this balcony, right, and I'll, ex- I'll uh, give you a little verbal pick in a second. Uh, anyway, sl- slightly distracted by the ridiculous beauty of, of where I am. And go to Twitter for that as well, yeah? At Paranormal bl- Trip. Of Trip. <laughs> At a Paranormal Blip on Twitter. Um, right, anyway, so it was really lovely to see all three of them. And it was much, much better than just one after another. I don't think I... I don't know why I thought it would be one after another, apart from just the the text layout, you know? Anyway, back to my point about ogles. Ogles said things like, you know, do you think that they are um, have the capacity and are potentially 
are monitoring our defences? Do you think they are testing our defences? Do you think that we are vulnerable to them? Do you think that they are uh, capable of averting any um, you know, defensive um, manoeuvres that we would make against them? Those kind of questions. And all of the people, lock, stock and barrel, all of the three witnesses, Grush, Graves and Fravor, were like, yes, 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 yes. And it was absolutely beautiful. So check that out on the Ogles machine. Andy Ogles is his name. But it might be pronounced Ogles. I think it probably is pronounced Ogles, yeah. So, um, right, let me just go into a little description of where I am. So I'm in a place called Lutro, which is in the south of Crete. And you can only get to this place by boat, okay? And coming in is like, you know, a kind of James Bond movie type setting, yeah? It's a little cove and around which there's roughly a hundred buildings. Each of them are approximately three, well, maybe four stories high. And all of them are painted white and all of them have got little blue decors. So kind of white and blue is the, you know, the kind of Cretan colours. There's lots and lots of places in the kind of Greek islands that go with this white and blue. And Lutro is one of them. And it's set, uh, like, it's just like a tiny little kind of natural cove, like, on a mountain, like at the bottom of a big bloody mountain, a massive mountain. I'm looking at the, it's, you know, coming, coming up to midnight now, so I'm looking at the uh, outline of a, of a mountain here, kind of looming, ominous, black shape, essentially. It's, like, extraordinary. It's, like, very Nolan-esque. Um, Gary Nolan-esque, not Christopher Nolan. And, um, anyway, so that's, that's the score. And what you do is you, you pop over the mountain to go to this other place that, place that is even more secluded, called Phoenix, okay? Not Phoenix, Arizona, and not Phoenix in uh, Egypt, but Phoenix in Crete. So uh, the plan is to go to Phoenix, but today it was like 40 degrees. It was so hot, as you probably know, this part of the world, like Greece and other parts of southern Europe are going through an unprecedented heat wave at the moment so it's like it's too hot for me as you know I've got a heart condition so I mean I just <laughs> I mean not many people can operate at 40 degrees you know but I definitely can't it is um I would say today was the hottest day I've ever had ever I think I had spent the summer in Israel and that got hot but I don't think it ever got to 40 but I'll have to collaborate with my brother to rack our brains for confirmation on that. Nevertheless, today was an extremely hot day. Anyway, back to the... So there's the little... Oh, and, uh, sorry, I haven't really painted the picture. So what, I've, what I'm seeing in front of me are boats in the... You can maybe hear the sea in the background. Boats in the harbour just, like, dotted around, like little kind of fishing boats, and no, no big boats, just, like, little you know, kind of touristy boats that would, I don't know, hold like, I don't know, like eight people at the most or something like that. Maybe not even that. And then there's a tiny little beach. There's lots and lots of kind of cafes and bars. There's people, not many people are sitting out, but there's a couple of people 
out still. Um, I'm looking at uh, down at the um, kind of the tables on the on the front of the harbour here, and um, yeah, just like dotted like little bits of light dotted around, and it's very very stunning place, absolutely extraordinary, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my life. And the most beautiful place I've ever been to in my life, I'm going to in a couple of days' time. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, so there you go. There's your bloody verbal picture. For a visual picture, jump over to at Paranormal Blip on uh, Twitter. Yeah. So let's just wind this up a little bit. Is that right? Is that what they say? Yeah, probably. An unprecedented historic day. Um, lots and lots of media coverage has followed. We know that it is the first of a series of, well, certainly there's going to be more than one, more than this one um, hearing. We know that Schumer is, uh, you know, pushing for the, um, well, he's kind of got that, that language in the NDAA, hasn't it? It's kind of passed the hurdle. So that's going to be in the NDAA. We also know that NASA's going to do a report very soon as well. So basically the ball is rolling and people are wondering, is this disclosure, is this lowercase disclosure, is this a kind of small version of disclosure? I mean, you know, lots and lots of the uh, coverage isn't rolling with the main story. The main story is that under oath, a government insider with uh, oversight on uh, kind of UAP progress in the United States said that there are non-human biologics in the US government possession, right? I mean, that is absolutely extraordinary. That is the bloody headline. And to be fair to the Guardian, the Guardian, the Guardian, the Gardener, the Guardian, they rolled with that headline, yep, and the Guardian live blogged it, the BBC live blogged it, um, I think probably other places in the United States live blogged it, I know that I think it was CNN, CNN uh, sorry, CBS were live streaming it, um, so it's got a lot of eyes on, on this, yeah, but of course the most extraordinary evidence was, you know, not that we didn't know this, we did know this, and like Tim Burchett said in an interview afterwards, just in the last hour or so, he said, um, you know, I didn't learn anything new necessarily, but it's not about that. There's a difference between me saying it and somebody like, a, you know, with their history and their experience saying it um, to Congress under oath. Yeah, that's the difference. And that's why this is going to be a big, big news story in the next couple of days and weeks. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, I'll be back in a couple of, not entirely sure when, but certainly not too long in the future, probably in the next few days, you know, maybe uh, less than a week. Let's see how it goes. But I think when I, want, when I come back, it will be to assess the kind of um, footprint, the imprint in the public consciousness that uh, this this uh, takes, you know, how much of an imprint, because there is an imprint 
happening at the moment, like as we, you know, it's kind of rolling out now and making news now. Now, it was very interesting because I was listening to it via the live stream and occasionally checking the screen whilst I was on holiday, yeah? And it's a beach resort here, kind of kind of like a beach. And, um, you know, the, the difference between what I was hearing in my ears and the uh, sight of everyone, like, playing on the beach and eating ice cream and having beers and stuff was stark, you know? Like, for a lot of people, nothing's going to change. Like, like Gary Nolan says, you know, not much is going to change. Until it starts, until it starts affecting their personal, everyday situation, their personal everyday lives, you know, many billions of people, well, not many billions, but billions of people, um, pray to God, go to church, go to synagogue, go to their mosque, go to their temple. They have an incorporation of the supernatural into their lives, into their world. Um, there's a difference between, uh, you know, somebody like Crush saying it and somebody like the President of the United States saying it. And, of course, for us, it's big that Crush says this, and it is, like, obviously historic. But you'd be surprised. I mean, maybe you wouldn't be surprised because you probably have this in your own lives as well. You know, the number of people that just aren't really focusing on it and aren't really kind of, you know, the, the, they're not processing it in the way that, um, you know, we are processing it. They're not thinking about it in that way. And so in that way, this isn't disclosure, yeah? It's not disclosure because we actually haven't heard anything new and certainly not yet has the penny dropped for the vast majority of people, yep? Now, the media helps with that, and it's really good that the media has, um, you know, kind of got on board today. And you can't, you know, I mean, who, who the hell <laughs> would turn down on a story like this? Do you know what I mean? From a kind of journalistic point of view, it's the only show in town. Although, having said that, Sinead O'Connor died, who, she was a hero of mine, and, you know, she was an absolute fucking rock star. Sorry to swear, but this is Sinead O'Connor, after all. So, um... Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, R.I.P. Sinead. Um, but apart from Sinead O'Connor passing away, this is, a, you know, probably the biggest story of the day, yeah? So lots and lots of people are reporting on it. My next episode will be about that and about the kind of imprint. One last thing to say on that, AMC Cinemas in the United States sent out a tweet saying... Um, yeah, but which kind of aliens are they? And then there are lots of different photos of aliens from films. And you could say, I think they're called AMC cinemas, you could say, oh, that's just like, you know, they're jumping on the bandwagon and blah, blah, blah. But that, that when these you know, kind of commercial enterprises like cinemas, they don't have anything to do with, you know, the UFO world, um, start to kind of take notice... That's the kind of signs that we're after for it to, you know, get cut through, as they say in politics, you know, a kind of issue that people start talking about. And those are rare and don't come a lot. Partygate was the most obvious one over the last couple of years in Britain. You know, uh, 
lies and deceits and all kinds of shenanigans from Boris Johnson for like literally decades would go under the radar. Lots and lots of people were enamoured by the... Uh, <laughs> oh, I nearly saw again then. Um, what, 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 what should we call Boris Johnson? Former Prime Minister. Let's call him that. Lots of people were enamoured by the former Prime Minister because of his... Oh, yeah, like, he's Boris, you know, like, he just kind of does what he likes, and we like that, you know, we like a rebel, you know, we like a serial liar. That's the kind of guy who I vote for, like, it's unbelievably. But then Partygate came along, and he was like, hold on a second, you know, this is, this crosses the line because of the horror and trauma of COVID coming at a time when the people that were supposed to be bloody steering the ship were partying, like, unbelievable. Yep. So it's that kind of, you know, issue that doesn't really come along very much where people actually, you know, get their nose out of their phones and start paying attention to the world. Do you know what I mean? If you listen to the, this via phone, which you probably are, then keep using your phones, please. Yep, so it's that kind of cut through we're looking for. And the AMC uh, tweet, um, you know, is, is the kind of thing that we're looking at. So somebody's shouting, can you hear this? I hope that kid's okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll be back. Uh, yeah, Arnie, thanks a lot. And see you later.